Hey everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life episode number 521, titled 2019, the year of the stream. I'm Rob, your host for today, and uh, this is uh, this Xbox Life, the show about gaming, Xbox, Microsoft, anything in general that uh, we, or in this episode, I feel like talking about, uh, something that's hopefully interesting. Uh, thanks again for joining me for yet another episode uh, got a whole bunch of stuff that's been changing in the background, a um, whole bunch of stream changes, cross my fingers that it's working properly. It looks like it is. So far, so good, but we'll see. Things tend to crop up, I don't know, days later sometimes. But anyway, um, a couple quick announcements before we get on with the show. Make sure to tune in Sunday nights, approximately 10 p.m. The show turned out to be a little bit earlier. Uh, about 10, 15 minutes earlier than normal. It's uh, on Sundays, 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central. Adjust to your time zone accordingly. And I'm just looking to see if the name was right. Come on, Mixer, we want your name to be right. But anyway, uh, listen to us live on Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube on Sundays. And then we are not affiliated with the Microsoft uh, Xbox in any way or Microsoft This is a show being done by fans for fans of the Microsoft Xbox. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not reflect those of Microsoft. So a couple quick things. Uh, What have have I been playing lately for past week? Not a whole lot other than Fortnite Save the World. I realize, so I've been playing Fortnite Save the World like crazy for the last couple months, right? I'm, I'm sure you guys are getting sick of hearing it, and there are some of you that are playing. I know you are. But uh, I finally made it into Twine Peaks. So there's a whole bunch of, uh, I'll call them biomes or levels or worlds. There's uh, Stonewood, there's Plankerton, Canny Valley, and Twine Peaks. So Twine Peaks is currently the fourth and highest one out there. And throughout all of the other uh, biomes or whatever, uh, they've had a storyline. And I'm really disappointed going into Twine Peaks. There is no storyline. It's just uh, play three of these missions, play two of those missions, play three of these missions. And I was kind of a bummer. I was really liking the storyline. I like the comedy, the silliness of it. But uh, I don't know. The the game is uh, still good. Uh, Now... I did find something interesting because I was last show or the show before I was talking about how much time I've actually spent on this game. So now this is save the world, not regular or not regular. Fortnite save the world actually is the regular game, but not battle Royale. So let's see. I've had the game now for, I don't know, a year and a half ish, something like that. And in Save the World, I've completed 546 zones. So what does that mean? Well, on average, I would say that each of these, I'm going to pull out the handy-dandy Windows calculator here. Let's see, what does it say? So 546 zones and looking at, I don't know, about 20 minutes per, and then divide that by 60, 
That's uh, roughly 182 hours. Is that about right? I don't know. I thought it'd be a lot bigger, but <laughs> that's still a lot. 182 hours in this game. That's crazy for me, at least. And uh, mind you, this is just an estimate at 20 minutes. There's a lot of games in particular when you're doing solo runs and stuff where you spend actually a lot more, closer to an hour. So uh, that is, uh, that's quite the achievement for me on that. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes for the rest of Twine Peaks. It's just getting kind of, I don't know, it, it's not as fun as it was before with the storyline and stuff. And uh, Lethal Migraine is in the chat, goes, I prefer Realm Royale. I hate building. Well, I I know what you mean. In Battle Royale, I really struggle with the building. I don't, I don't know why. In Save the World, I have no problem with it. I think it's just that it's so frenzied. But the funny thing of it all with the building is when I play Apex Legends, and let's say I'm, you know, there's a building up on the building stilts, whatever you want to call it. It's raised off the ground, like in water or something, or in a little uneven area. If it's raised up, I have this inclination to build a ramp, <laughs> but wrong game. We, we don't do that. So uh, there's that. And then uh, also uh, another thing that I just did yesterday, uh, this is sort of gaming related, is I got a 4K monitor uh, primarily for work. And I, that's how I'm justifying it, I guess. But uh, it's it's a fairly large, was it, I think a 32-inch 4K monitor that I picked up mainly to test to see how it would work out. It's not an HDR monitor, so I don't get the the fun visuals. Those monitors are a little too pricey for me. Is uh, you know, the the good ones appear to be 800 plus and at this point, I don't know if I want to spend that much money. Plus on monitors, when you even go into the 4K realm, you have the old people eyesight that sort of an issue and uh right now 150 percent dpi uh scaling whatever you want to call it boosting um is is my friend so i've got it uh, i just hooked it up to my xbox and it's it's pretty nice to have this 32 inch display how far is this maybe like three feet from my face so uh, it's it's gonna have a pretty good I don't know, a pretty good uh, effect, at least in, in terms of uh, gaming. So like a 32-inch screen three feet away is probably bigger than a 50 or 60-inch TV like 10 feet away, at least in how it appears visually. But uh, it's hooked up to my Xbox One S anyway, so the 4K doesn't really matter, right? Because uh, the S will only do the like Netflix and so forth in 4K, everything else is still 1080, but there is no HDR. Oh, well, that's how it goes. So uh, we're going to see here also, because I've got my things rearranged here, and we'll see how the show gets recorded as well. Uh, as like I said, I'm hoping everything's going a little bit better. And then uh, also just uh, a little tidbit as well. I'll be making those changes that I promised couple months ago, they're actually coming now. So I'll look forward to more changes here over the next couple of weeks. And 
I'll be looking to get some more hosts in here as well, probably within the next couple weeks as well. So I know you guys are probably just tired of hearing me all by myself, all by my lonesome. So uh, look for that soon. All right. A couple quick things. If you'd like to support the show, uh, you can go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Patreon, become a patron of the show, support us with it. You know, as little as a dollar a month or whatever you feel is, uh, is adequate for how much you get out of the show and the community. And, uh, you know, we use this to help support the server costs and all that stuff. Cause unfortunately none of that's free. And, uh, it's a labor of love from us over the past, I don't know, 10, 11 years. Uh, another way you can support the show is leave us a tip, go to the sex box life.com forward slash donate. That's a, a one-time tip, whatever you uh, feel that you, uh, again, want to donate, uh, definitely go ahead. It's not required, but definitely appreciated. Then um, also uh, you can subscribe to our channel on Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube. Then uh, Hawk says, how many more hosts? Well, we'll see. I, I've got something brewing. Um I'm looking to do multiple hosts right now. I, I don't want to go into too much detail because this stuff could change, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely would like a whole bunch of hosts. <laughs> well, let's just leave it at that. Uh, rotating and not permanent rotating. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, on to the topics for this week. So the big news the huge news that happened this week, of course, Google took center stage earlier this week and they announced their new Stadia, playing the stadium, I guess, uh, their new Stadia service, or I should rephrase that, it's not new, it is upcoming, soon to be released. So I guess it's going to be out, what, sometime this year, I believe? And uh, back on Tuesday, they unveiled it with a, uh, a keynote at the game developer, uh, conference. And I personally didn't watch the whole thing. I watched a cheat sheet version of it, uh, that compressed it down to a couple minutes and a synopsis of the stuff that's going to happen. And this is one thing that I think is really cool is actually, let me, let me backtrack. All right. Cause I think I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. So Stadia is the new gaming service that Google is going to be posing uh, for all the consumers out there where it's going to be similar to Microsoft's xCloud where you can do gaming basically on any platform, technically play pretty much just about anything, anywhere, using any controller and all of the... uh, GPU rendering, all the gaming stuff is basically done in the cloud. Air quotes there, because cloud is the favorite buzzword. Uh, apparently now in gaming and everything else that I'm pretty much doing for work. But everything is basically rendered and everything is done up in the cloud. And they're just basically sending you the video, the sound, and they're getting back controller, key entry, what whatever the particular game is using. 
Now, a couple of the things that oh, we've talked about xCloud in the past. xCloud is going to be Microsoft Xbox based. So you'll be able to play Xbox games on most any device. And we'll see exactly what that all means when they give us more information. They've leaked out a little bit, but supposedly E3 is going to be, that's going to be the time to uh, find out all about xCloud. But Google kind of jumped the gun there and announced all this stuff. And granted, it is announcements. They talked about some of the features that are coming. But again, with this, we're going to have to wait for later. So uh, of the stuff that is going to be present or the stuff that's going to be present in Stadia, uh, uh, the game streaming service is uh, number one. And I think this is a cool one right now. There's going to be a YouTube play now feature. So this is pretty slick. So if you're watching a YouTube video on, I don't know, Anthem, Apex Legends, whatever, then there's going to be a play now button somewhere on the screen, I guess. And uh, when you hit that, it's going to basically let you jump into the game. And I think they said something like five seconds is all that it takes to get you in the game. So you're watching the video, hit the button, five seconds later, you're playing. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. Uh, They're also going to allow gameplay access from, quote, every platform. So basically, um, Chrome browser, PC, whatever, (laughs) iOS, Android. Um, We'll we'll have to see exactly how this turns out. Uh, There's going to be a uh, Chromecast Ultra HDMI streamer. So you can stream games to TV using this Chromecast streamer. You do not need a console or anything. This one was kind of funky here. All controllers are going to be supported. So mice, keyboards, PlayStation controllers, Xbox controllers, and surprisingly, also the adaptive controller. So (laughs) that is very interesting. We'll have to see what happens with that. And I mean, it's very cool that that they actually highlight that. Well, I guess they didn't. Re- I don't know if they really talked about it on there, but it was in a graphic. It was in a graphic where they showed, you know, all the different controllers. Like, here's all the stuff we're going to support. And there it was in, in its adaptive goodness. So very cool that uh, uh, people that are handicapped and so forth or, you know, are not able to use regular controllers they're going to be able to use that. Uh, There's also going to be a dedicated Stadia controller, which is interesting. Um, And then this thing is going to have, it's going to be Wi-Fi based and it's somehow going to connect direct to the service. Uh, There's going to be a capture button on there for sharing content uh, to different services. Of course, YouTube. Uh, And then, uh, it's going to be capturing 4K 60 frame a second, and uh, that you know that that's pretty cool. You can just hit the button and capture to stream, and then of course there's a Google Assistant button. 
on there. So what is a Google product nowadays if it does not have a Google Assistant button of some sorts? Now, the thing that was pretty cool about this was that uh, I saw the, the demo that they did where they basically hit the button and then searched for help on how to get through a particular section in a game. So that, that's pretty cool where you don't have to go back and forth. You don't have to have a phone available to, uh, you know, do searching tablet or whatever, like basically probably look up a YouTube video and then see it on, on how to get through that level. So here you have everything like all in one view. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, the GPU that is going to be used by the service is some custom AMD thing that is supposedly the bee's knees. It is super powerful. They showed how many teraflops the CPU is going to be or GPU is going to be generating. So the PS4 Pro does 4.2 teraflops. The Xbox One X does 6 teraflops. And the new Stadia GPU is 10.7 teraflops. Yeah, that's more. That's, you know, more than double the PS4 Pro, almost two and a half times. Uh, it's, what, about uh, not quite double what the Xbox One X has. But the, the thing to keep in mind is, yeah, this is a lot more, but it's also new. Whereas PS4 Pro and Xbox One X, that's old technology. And here it's 10.7 for a product that's not yet released. And it's data center stuff. It's not going to be even in consumers' houses. So that's a whole different grade, I think, of, of, of technology, basically. And, you know, when you have all this stuff in data centers, you know, you can afford to spend the money, especially if it's going to be used for multiple people. You know, when you finish a game, those resources are released for somebody else. So they don't even need a one for one, I guess, um, for, you know, one GPU per user. You know, I, I wonder how they figure that out. That's an interesting thing. There's going to be cross-platform play. Um, and basically, they say that, uh, let's see here, it's going to allow for massive numbers of players inside online games like Fortnite, allowing 100-person games to run, to turn into 1,000-player battles. Now, that would just be chaos. That would just be nuts. A 1,000-player game? Well, especially Battle Royale. No. Just, I can just imagine how quickly those numbers dwindle. Like if it's a Battle Royale game, 1,000 players, it's just chaos. I would imagine it to be chaos. Anyway, and then uh, there's going to be a multiplayer experience um, where you can have split screens, co-op gaming, yeah, typical stuff, I guess. And this is another thing that was pretty cool. Crowd play and state share. So with crowd play, that's where players will be able to join into a multiplayer game that is live streaming on YouTube. So I guess if you join into that one game, does that let you do stream sniping? Which is a big no-no in the Twitch world. 
And then state share was pretty cool uh, as well, where if a person is in a game and they're streaming, they can share that state. This is how I understand They can share that state so somebody else can jump in and sort of like start from that spot. So that's pretty cool. I guess if you want to go and fight the boss monster or something like that, you can just jump in if that's shared. And, uh, you know, moving on, so what games can you play? Well, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, this is the game that they were demoing, testing a couple months ago, and Doom Eternal, and apparently that's it. So right now, these are the only two games that have been confirmed. Technically, it can probably play anything, but from what I'm gathering here, it's probably limited to Windows games. I would imagine. So that's a key differentiator with Xbox or with the Microsoft X cloud and this X cloud is Xbox games and stadia is windows games. And there is some, there are some games that are on both. So maybe they will be in both. Who knows? But, um, we'll see how this turns out when they give us more information on this when we get to see more um you know more games in action and i guess there were a couple of caveats from what i've heard on this and that's that to get the best possible experience you need to have an amazing internet connection <laughs> which not all of us do so it needs to be super high latency it needs to be connected to like, uh, you know, not like a couple peers down or a couple of resellers down the road, but it needs to be connected where it gets like, I'll say an unobstructed connection to the Google data centers. So we'll, we'll see how this turns out because that potentially leaves this open to being an amazing experience for some, like I know some of um, the folks in the community have, you know, gigabit internet. I don't know if it's fiber or, or, or what, but, you know, if, if you've got the speed, potentially, and it's not guaranteed, but potentially that might be a really good connection, low latency. Well, it's not guaranteed, of course. But uh, some of us that possibly live in more rural parts of the country or you don't have, you know, one of those high tier uh, ISPs, you know, we might be suffering. So we'll have to see how this works out. We'll have to see if the Xbox experience is um, is affected by this at all as well. Uh, on the xCloud front, there was, there was a little bit released that the game developer conference uh, in regards to xCloud. Of course, they had to do something, right? They had to, you know, not get totally owned by Google. And what they did is they gave up a couple of details on how xCloud will let you play Xbox games on an Android phone. And uh, basically what they said is that like Stadia, it's designed to be 
a cloud gaming service and it uses the power of Azure, which is pretty cool. I mean, uh, if, if you do anything with Azure for work or something like that, it, it's actually pretty amazing. And there were some, I thought I had it here somewhere. Let me take a look. There were some specs on Azure. Ah, here it is. So Azure, that's Microsoft's crazy compute backend slash cloud. And right now it's available in 54 regions. So it doesn't necessarily mean countries, but regions. And it has 135 edge sites and it incorporates 161,000 kilometers of fiber connecting everything together. So, you know, I know Google has a big presence, Microsoft, huge on an enterprise level, you know, can, can the Azure system be an edge for Microsoft? I wonder, but anyway, getting back to uh, what I was talking about earlier here about, uh, uh, games running on an Android phone. The thing that was pretty interesting about this in particular is that Microsoft is, uh, what was that called? I'm having a brain fart here. There was that system that they use to uh, enable the games. Uh, what the heck is it? The stack. I think it was. Anyway, uh, what they're doing is they're releasing these tools. I'll just call them that until I remember what it's called. So they're releasing these tools so that basically almost any game developer that has a Xbox title, they barely really need to do anything to enable these games. They're... APIs and backend and everything like that does everything that's necessary to let that game run in the cloud, in the service. And then using these tools, a developer can just go in there and basically uh, use this thing called a touch adaptation kit, for example. And it's a way for developers to, or the, for the programmers to, you know, dictate how the touch screen controls work, for example, because, hey, the same controls might not work as well for one game versus another game, right? So they might need to do something different to tweak it different. And then, you know, for example, another controller thing is what about keyboard and mouse? What about, you know, Xbox controller? What about, you know, everything might be different so they can use these tools to, uh, to adjust everything. So, um, and then there's, they were also talk about, you know, Bluetooth controllers. So Bluetooth controllers, um, on-screen touch controls and so forth. And then they're going to, Microsoft is going to be starting with its, uh, current lineup of games and looks like there's going to be a focus on first party titles. So, you know, the typical Forzas and, and probably Halos as well. So, um, let me see if there was anything else in here. 
There's a bunch of programming stuff. I'm, I'm not going to talk about that. So we're a couple months away before E3, where hopefully they'll just unload all of the informations because at this point, they have competition. Google has to be reckoned with. I mean, it's not like they're going to go away. It's not like they're going to be announcing this and then, you know, month, years later, it's still not out. Although the the big joke with the whole Stadia announcement, of course, is, you know, what are you going to, you know, what are you going to do with a service from Google? Where Gmail is like the thing that stuck everything else, like Wave. What was that one? Buzz or something like that. You know, they're, they're killing services off left and right. Plus, and we'll see what happens with, with Stadia in comparison. But anyway. Going back to, um, going back to the show. So, um, I think that was about it here for X Cloud and Stadia. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hawk says, uh, "This is something I would like to see uh, in an actual environment, not some controlled stage." Yeah. Yeah, the presentations on stages, you never know if they're legit. You never know if they're recorded like we had with with uh, Inside Xbox where that lady was holding the controller and it looked so fake, but apparently it wasn't if we believe that. And Lethal Migraine said, I know Google plans on building a multi-billion dollar data center about 30 minutes away from me. And then I wish uh, Xbox would cut a deal with Sony and get uh, MLB the show on Xbox. Hey, you never know. Unlikely. I think that's going to be a, uh, a partnership that way is going to be rough. Uh, if, if it ever even happens, but uh, anyway, uh, so a couple things uh, in terms of Xbox live news, and that's uh, Xbox Live and Cuphead are coming to the Switch. So that's interesting. So you, now you're going to have an impossible game on a handheld <laughs> controller. But uh, I, I think graphically it'll it'll probably be okay for the Switch. So uh, very cool uh, that uh, Nintendo announced that Cuphead is going to be coming over to the Switch. And it's going to have Xbox Live support. And let me see if there were any exact specifics on that. I forgot to check on that. So we'll have to see. Looks like we'll have to see exactly what that means. So uh, Xbox Live support looks like it might not be out exactly when the game comes to the Nintendo but it'll be added later and you know a whole bunch of stuff is you know out there lingering you know gamer score the chat um you know parties all that stuff could potentially could potentially come over to the switch let's uh let's cross our fingers cuz uh i know a lot of us do have that and it would be pretty cool to uh to partner up with uh or to party up with switch people if they're your friends that that is 
Uh, looks like Xbox One games are going to be sounding better on a regular TV soon. They've uh, Microsoft has been adding a whole touch of touch a whole bunch of audio features uh, lately. We talked about this over the past couple of months where they're adding uh, Dolby Atmos upmixing, DTS-X support, and now spatial sound for TV speakers. Uh, I'm interpreting this as a simulated stereo, which we've had for years across all you know computer games. Uh, heck, even had them on, I think I had a Discman back in the day that would, do some kind of soundstage thing. We had them in the car for years where it would give you like the whole concert uh, style feel. But uh, looks like they're going to be adding it for TV speakers. So, you know, TV speakers usually kind of basic. They're set on the sides of the TV or sometimes underneath. And, you know, it's going to give a simulated three-dimensional audio spatial effect you know everybody knows what this sounds like we'll see how good it is but it's coming and um, let me see if there was any release date for this um you know they have not put a date on this but i guess it'd be sometime this year right it's march by december it'll probably be out so I would, I would imagine it's going to hit the uh, insiders first, you know, alpha and then move its way out. And uh, if they announced it, I, I'd expect it probably by summer, but we'll see. And a couple things here. We already talked about these. So Game Pass, uh, there's going to be a bunch of new games Entering Game Pass, and I think some of these might already be in here. Yes. So the titles that are entering are a Deus Ex Mankind Divided. This one went in on the 21st. Is that? Is that? That was Thursday. Thursday the 21st. On the 28th, which is Thursday, Thursday the 28th, the Telltale Walking Dead Michonne uh, game. Yeah. Oh, I, I missed one here. So on the 21st, we're doing Deus Ex Mankind Divided and What Remains of Edith Finch. So both of those games are in there, and I think... Ryan of Horrible Gamers was saying that the Edith Finch game is pretty darn good. So I'll be interested in trying that one. And then uh, again, March 28th, uh, we have Walking Dead Michonne and uh, the RPG Vampire or Vampire. Not sure exactly how they say that. And then uh, that's going to be followed by Operencia the Stolen Sun on the 29th. What is that? I think that was Friday. Yeah, Friday the 29th. And then on Monday, April 1st, we have Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. And then on April 4th, Minecraft. Minecraft is joining. 
So right now there's over 200 games in Game Pass. So that's a fantastic deal for 10 a month. Wow. All right. So um, Lethal Migraine says, give us Mario Kart. Hey, if that's a very good point. If these games from Xbox are going to Switch, let's get some of those Switch games over. Hey, why not, right? Get some Mario Kart or get some Mario Odyssey. That'd be something. Actually, that'd be interesting. So if Xbox games go to Nintendo for the handheld experience, they can just ditch the whole console, you know, in-place console on the dock. They can just totally skip that and then just have their games come over to uh, Xbox to be played on the console. They still get the money. They still get the money for the handheld. And, you know, they're making money on that Mario game, right? On on mobile devices. And very interesting. Very interesting thought there. All right. And then uh, two games go into back compact. We had Brothers in Arms Hell's Highway and Air Mech Arena. So these went in sometime last week. So there's a ton of games in back and pat. I think it was over 500, if I remember right, from the show a couple weeks ago. But uh, yeah, so that's about it for the topics on this week's show here. A couple of announcements, as usual. If you want to leave a voicemail for the show, which uh, we can play on the show, you can send a voicemail to us by going to the sexboxlife.com click on the send voicemail widget on the right hand side of the screen you can leave up to a 90 second recording if you need to talk longer if you'd like to talk longer not if you need to if you'd like to talk longer just do multiple recordings or record yourself on your phone or whatnot send us an mp3 to contact at this xboxlife.com also we're on twitter at this xbox life and we have a facebook group now, the Facebook group is a closed group, which means that you have to ask for membership. It's really easy. Just answer two simple questions. You must answer the questions. Answer the questions, and you'll be let in. Since it's a closed group, anything that you post in there stays within the group. It does not show up on your feed. And more importantly, having a closed groups keeps the spammers out. Because years ago, when we first started, we used to get tons of spammers is bad news. So uh, unfortunately, we had to do the close group. And all right, so on to this week's retail releases. Okay, Rob, 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 Rob. What you got for us today? What you got? What you got? What you got? What you got? Give us a list of things that we Okay, Rob. Okay, retail releases for the week of March 26th through the 29th. We have on the 26th, Outward. This is an Xbox One X enhanced game, open world RPG. Uh, also on the 26th, Generation Zero, also Xbox One X enhanced. Um, Walking Dead Final Season Episode 4, Take Us Back. This is also Xbox One X Enhanced. X. 
Xbox One X enhanced. Not sure if I said that right. Um, and then Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Seven, or VII, if you want to get specific. Uh, Xenon Racer, Xbox One X enhanced. So that's uh, five games on the twenty sixth. On the twenty seventh, we have two games: Metagal and Alien Cruise, which is Xbox One X enhanced. Um, I'm not quite sure if I see how that's Xbox One X enhanced. Very interesting. But, uh, yeah. And then on 29th, we have Operencia the Stolen Sun, uh, also Xbox One X enhanced. So all these are enhanced except for Final Fantasy VII and Metagal. Interesting. All right. And then, um, Xbox uh, One Games with Gold. For March, we had Adventure Time Pirates of the Encaridian. I think I might have said that right this time. It's like third, fourth time. I finally didn't struggle with it this time, rather. Uh, then Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. That is, so Adventure Time is the game for the entire month of March. The Plants vs. Zombies Modern Warfare uh, Garden Warfare 2 is the March 16th through April 15th game. And then Xbox 360 back and pat. We have Metal Gear Rising, Revengeance. This is good through the end of March. Then uh, as usual, if you'd like to make any purchase on Amazon and you'd like to support the show, use our affiliate link. You can find that at the top of the Facebook group. And uh, you can also uh, go to this xboxlife.com forward slash Amazon. Takes you to a landing page. Click on the appropriate store, UK or US. And once you get to Amazon, you can search for anything. It takes you to the gaming section, but you can search for anything. Uh, make sure to use that each and every time you make your purchase on Amazon uh, because it only, um, that cookie or that click through link only lasts for. I think up to 24 hours or until you click somebody else's or something like that. So uh, click through that before you put something in your cart. And, um, you know, it doesn't cost you anything extra, but it's a great way to support the show. We get a tiny finder's fee for sending you their way, and uh, it's greatly appreciated. Also, if you're an iTunes user, find our show on the iTunes store. It gives a five-star rating, helps boost us in the ranks, and helps more people find out about the show. And then follow us on Mixer, Twitch, and YouTube. And thanks to Learn Your Lesson for the music. And then uh, Lethal Migraine says, Metal Gear Rising has a phenomenal soundtrack. Yeah, the Metal, I, you know, Metal Gear is just, it was just an amazing game. I remember when it first came out on, on the PS1 that I had, and I had a whole lot of fun with it. I, I really haven't done a whole lot with them, but, uh, but you know, they're, Definitely unique. Definitely unique. Good sounds, and it was it was a great experience. Wow, that that was probably over twenty years ago with the PS One. But anyway, so that's it for episode five twenty one. I think that's the right number. Yeah, five twenty one, twenty nineteen, the year of the stream. So looks like it's going to be exciting times this year, right? X Cloud Stadia, who knows what else might be coming. We'll see Xbox Live going on other systems. It's gonna. It's a great time to be a gamer, and uh, that's about it for the show.
I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you all next week.